Um, remember that the holiday season is a season, but the holiday day really just is one day mm. um, or two days, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve. And so take those three days and figure out how you want to spoil, spoil yourself and what you want to do to have a fun on those days and encourage yourself and challenge yourself um, to really just come up with a, a three days of self-indulgence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever that looks like for you, whether that means taking a bubble bath and having spending the holidays on yourself or uh, watching some good movies, reading some great books, going for a walk by yourself in nature, mm-hmm. um, making gratitude lists, but take charge of the day um, and take charge of your feelings. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. The holidays are that time of year where we tend to be more naughty than nice when it comes to our diet. Wondering if it's possible to indulge in holiday treats and still maintain your weight and health? You're in for a treat with my free holiday blends ebook. This free ebook contains five delicious holiday dessert inspired smoothie recipes. Trick your taste buds, manage stress, and those sugar cravings with these holiday comforts in a glass. Starting each day with a smoothie is a great way to control your calorie intake and help you to manage your weight over the holidays. You can grab the free guide over at trudyestone.com forward slash holiday smoothies, or by clicking on the link in the show notes. The holiday season is here. And for many, the holidays are a fun and cheerful time of year. Unfortunately for some, instead of cheerful celebrations, this holiday season may bring feelings of stress, loneliness, anxiety, and maybe even depression. The effects of the ongoing pandemic will affect how we celebrate the holidays. And unlike most years, when many would eagerly look forward to this special time of year, the holiday season is going to be different this year due to COVID-19. Family traditions and events will most likely be canceled or severely scaled back. Holiday travel and family vacations may also be put on hold. Some families may be financially impacted due to the economic fallout of the pandemic. Some may have lost family members due to COVID-19. And this may be the first holiday season without loved ones. Undoubtedly, this will be a difficult time for many of us, and especially our children. And that's why I've invited two very special guests to the Mind Your Body show today. Dr. Carlin Barnes and Dr. Marquetta Wills, two Harvard-trained psychiatrists and co-founders of Healthy Minds MDs LLC, a wellness enterprise whose sole mission is to improve the emotional and mental well-being of all Americans can provide expert advice for those who will be alone for the holidays, for children who will experience a much different celebration, and for families dealing with the sadness of being away from loved ones this year. 
They've been featured in Good Housekeeping Magazine, guest on CBS News Radio, CBS Morning News, as well as several local and regional radio and television programs. They recently co-authored the groundbreaking book, Understanding Mental Illness, a comprehensive guide to mental health disorders for family and friends, which explains mental illness in an easy to understand conversational way for the masses. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, Dr. Barnes and Dr. Wills. I'm so happy to have you here today. We're so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. you're welcome. So ladies, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're up to in the world. So I'll start. Is that okay with you, Dr. Wills? Absolutely. Okay. So Dr. Wills and I met about six or seven years ago now. We worked together for the same company. Dr. Wills actually was very instrumental in my onboarding. She helped me to kind of transition into a, not only a new company, but a new industry for me. So I'll always be grateful to her for that. And, you know, we would share lots of conversations. We knew we had lots of shared interests and passions. And most importantly, being mental, mental health. And we wanted to, you know, we both have practice in clinical practice and managed care. And we just wanted to share our knowledge. We're often both invited to speak at churches and civic, our civic organizations, but we wanted to really reach a larger audience because mental health is um, very much stigmatized. And we knew that we wanted to share our information and to keep conversations and start conversations about how important is it, it is for us all to take care of our mental health. So we decided to write a book. And so we've been on this journey now for about five or six years. Our book, Understanding Mental Illness, was just published by Skyhorse Publishing, released last year. And so we've really done a lot to engage people around um, taking care of their mental health. Dr. Wells? Yeah, just jumping on there. It's been quite a journey. We've had, we had a six city book tour um, and we were able to hold host conversations prior to the pandemic um, in person with uh, amazing independent bookstores um, at being the venue and backdrop for wonderful conversations about mental health, um, mental wellness, and mental illness. Um, and so um, we're really excited to continue having those conversations with you here today. And certainly since the pandemic, um, it has been a topic of, that has been front and center for many folks um, talking about mental health, mental wellness, and all of us um, staying sane during these really challenging periods. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I went to your website, and first of all, when I landed on your website, I immediately had a smile on my face because that picture of you two on the website just made me feel so welcome. You have these smiles on your faces, and I was like, okay, I want to read more about what these ladies are up to. And so I watched your book trailer, and in your book trailer, you mentioned that when it comes to mental illness, we need to empower people with information rather than disinformation. So what is some of that disinformation that you guys are seeing? Okay, so some of the disinformation is that people who have mental illnesses can't live productive lives. That is totally untrue because there are, there are lots of effective treatments and lots of resources. Um, another piece of disinformation that we often hear is that I can't access mental, mental health treatment. While there may be some barriers, there are lots of resources. And in fact, in our book, we have a whole section on resources that people can use to access um, um, mental health treatments to, to get well, to stay well. I think another piece of disinformation is that um, 
mental illnesses only affect certain people or certain populations or certain cultures. And that's not true at all. Uh, mental illness doesn't discriminate that it can touch us all, but we all, we, we really want to empower people to get the information so that they can get the treatment. Awesome. Dr. Wills? I was just going to add on to that, building on what Dr. Barnes said. Um, somehow people think that sometimes mental health is only something for the rich, you know, mm. that only the rich can have mental health issues and that they're the only ones that can afford to pay for mental health treatment. And that's just not true. Um, like Dr. Barnes said, it, it cuts across all um, races, ethnicities, genders. It cuts across all socio socioeconomic statuses, it cuts across everything. And so, you know, we are all um, so uh, uh, susceptible to mental health issues and we need to be talking about them more in the same way that we talk about, you know, preventing diabetes or preventing stroke. Um, we need to talk about how to stay mentally well and how to access services immediately if you become mentally unwell um, and take that, oh my gosh, you're just crazy kind of stigma away from things. So I think that's the biggest thing that you're just crazy. Um, and I, I can't go get treatment because people are going to think that I'm crazy. Um, just sort of take that away. And if there's one good thing that I'd say that has come out of the pandemic, and I noticed this with regards to our book, even, we started our book before the pandemic and we were on a book tour and the book tour went great. The book actually sold out. So the book was doing great. But there were still people that just didn't want to talk about mental health or mental illness. They just didn't even know how to think about bringing us on shows. But once the pandemic hit and all of us started having our mental health impacted in very real ways, um, uh, probably about 70% of all Americans said that the pandemic impacted their stress levels significantly. All of us were dealing with stress in a certain way then all of a sudden, we couldn't stop getting people wanting to hear more about how to address mental health and mental wellness. So that's just one, you know, slight silver lining because so much has gone on with the pandemic. But I'm just so glad that the nation is willing to engage in a more productive conversation about mental health, mental wellness, and mental illness. So um, even even our 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 our, our book has, has been testimony to that. So I'm really, really glad that we're having this conversation. Wow. And I'm so glad that you talked about that, Dr. Wills, because that's also something that I'm seeing in my practice as well with my clients. And I recently surveyed my community, I would say maybe about a month into the pandemic. And I asked them, like, what is it that you're struggling with right now? What is it that I can help you with right now? And overwhelmingly, it was stress. So I'm not surprised to hear you say that 70, you know, 70, 70% of people are feeling stressed out. So I have switched my focus to talk a lot more about stress. Um, I also specialize in, you know, foods for mental health as well, because there are a lot of studies that are emerging right now, um, talking about the benefits of certain foods on our mental health and our mental well-being, as well as there's certain foods that, you know, also help our or decrease our mental well-being as well, right? So definitely seeing, you know, what you're seeing as well right now, for sure. Um, and then also my concern is that we're heading into the holidays right now, and this is going to look very different for lots of different types of people. So I wanted to talk about that for a second. Like, how, how can we start having these difficult conversations with family and friends, you know, about why you might not be seeing them this holiday season? Well, I think 
you know, the, the bottom line is uh, everyone is in a different situation vis-a-vis the pandemic. And different people have even different beliefs around whether or not the pandemic is even happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, bottom line is we all have to come to a place where we respect other people's views, respect other people's opinions about the pandemic, um, but also make the best decisions that we can for ourselves. And so I've heard of people having conversations with people in the family who are like, hey, let's get together. Um, And because they don't believe that they're really at risk for the pandemic or that the pandemic is even happening. And um, they just sort of feel like they want to keep their lives going. But some other family members have concerns and, you know, want to be careful. And so how do you engage those conversations when people are totally on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of even how they conceive of the pandemic? And I, we've been saying, you know, and I've had to have those conversations. I had some friends who wanted to get together for Thanksgiving and, you know, it was really hard saying no and having a conversation to say no, but, you know, we all have to make the best decisions for us. So I say, use humor, you know, sometimes telling a joke or making a joke about it might be a good way. Be light, um, you know, but be clear. Um, and you don't have to be judgmental about their boundaries just because they're willing to hop on a plane, even if that's something that doesn't feel comfortable and safe to you. Um, honor their decisions to make what the dis- honor their to- right to make the decisions that are right for them, but just make the decisions that are right for you. So it really is about understanding your safety zone, right? I've been saying we're all in the same boat, but I mean we're all in the same storm, but everybody's boat is built a little different. So, you know, just recognize whatever boat you're in and be clear about it, non-judgmental, and have a good, healthy conversation. And then always say, hey, let's think about what it might look like next year. Let's postpone it for three to six months and defer our big, you know, family gatherings and do it when 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 it feels safer for me. Um, but I think just recognizing and having empathy. Um, is is a good way to start those really tough conversations. Yeah, I loved so much of what you said there, Dr. Wells. Like, we're all in the same storm, but everybody's boat is built a little bit different. I love that. That is so good. So good. Anything to add, Dr. Burns? Yes. So I think that this whole concept of the holidays and the pandemic, because I'm a child psychiatrist, And it really reminds me of the conversations that I had with families as they were thinking about sending their kids back to school, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of tough decisions and conversations had to be had. And again, to Dr. Wills's point, there's no kind of one, this is the conversation that you need to have about the holidays because everybody's situation is unique and different. And so you really have to weigh everything that's going on in your life and then have that conversation with your loved ones, your family and friends. And one thing, you know, when we were kind of researching about this for getting ready, you know, to talk about this with different, um, with different people and so forth, I went to the CDC's website and there's a wealth of information about planning for the holidays and if you're going to be the host or if you're the invited guest. 
things you should think about and consider. And so if you want to have the conversation, but you don't really know how to start, I, um, I encourage you to check out the CDC's website because it'll help guide the information and the decision making that you use. And then to just like Dr. Will said, be clear, be polite, use humor, but really just keep it focused on safety, safety for yourself, for your household, safety for the other household, because it's really not about a personal, you know, um, insult or rejection is really about safety, which is where we all want to be heading into 2021. Mm, So true. And Dr. Barnes, you touched on something there. You talked about kids and you talked about being a child psychiatrist. And, you know, let's talk about this. Like, how do we communicate with our kids that the holidays are going to look different this year and why that is? Right. So that's a really good question, Trudy. And the things that I'm telling my families and my parents is, first of all, ask your child, what do they know? Because a lot of children have, again, disinformation, but a lot of them are really thoughtful and have learned a lot about the pandemic. And so you kind of want to meet them where they are. Um, You want to talk to your kids when you're not multitasking, so not doing a million and one things, but to just really have a candid, heartfelt um, conversation where you can be present now. Um, You really want to talk to the child and meet them where they are at their developmental age and stage. So the conversation that you have about why um, mom and dad may not be able to put up all the decorations or buy everything on your Christmas list um, is different for a five-year-old versus a 12-year-old versus a college student that's coming home and things may be different. And so you really want to take into account where your child is developmentally. You want to meet the child where they are. And you also want to just be honest um, and, you know, to point out how the pandemic has changed other things about their lives. So they may not be able to meet with as many friends or to participate in as many extracurricular activities, or they may be virtual learning. And so the holidays are just another example of how we're living differently, but to keep it on this year, because hopefully by the time the holidays start rolling around next year, we'll be in a different place. And so you want to reassure and give them hope while still being honest about how this feels and looks differently this year. Mm, So good. Dr. Wells, do you have anything to add there? No, I think Dr. Barnes summed it up really nicely. Perfect. The holidays are that time of year where we tend to be more naughty than nice when it comes to our diet. Wondering if it's possible to indulge in holiday treats and still maintain your weight and health? You're in for a treat with my free holiday blends ebook. This free ebook contains five delicious holiday dessert inspired smoothie recipes. Trick your taste buds, manage stress, and those sugar cravings with these holiday comforts in a glass. Starting each day with a smoothie is a great way to control your calorie intake and help you to manage your weight over the holidays. You can grab the free guide over at trudyestone.com forward slash holiday smoothies or by clicking on the link in the show notes. So I have a few clients who are single ladies and heading into the holidays, they're feeling a little bit anxious right now because The pandemic has already affected them in the sense that they can't be as social as they would like. They can't date the same way that they would like. Um, And now they can't even spend time with their families potentially over the holidays. So if you can't be with family and spend time with friends over the holidays and you have to potentially spend the holidays alone, how do you deal with feelings of isolation and loneliness and rejection? That's a really big one. I'm so glad you brought that up, Trudy. 
Um, so, uh, you know, Dr. Barnes and I, we, we've been thinking about this a lot and having good conversations about it. Um, and as people who are single head into the holidays, one of the things that we really encourage them to do is to start off and have a plan. Um, remember that the holiday season is a season, but the holiday day really just is one day mm. um, or two days, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve. And so take those three days and figure out how you want to spoil, spoil yourself and what you want to do to have a fun on those days and encourage yourself and challenge yourself um, to really just come up with a, a three days of self-indulgence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever that looks like for you, whether that means taking a bubble bath and having spending the holidays on yourself or uh, watching some good movies, reading some great books, going for a walk by yourself in nature, mm-hmm. um, making gratitude lists, but take charge of the day um, and take charge of your feelings. Honor the fact that you may be feeling alone, um, that you may be feeling lonely. Um, plan a drive-by party with some of your other single girlfriends. Plan a drive-by potluck. And always, of course, uh, plan family calls and Zooms on that day. So just start planning now what you want that day to look like. Um, have a, a SOS list, right, of your other <laughs> single friends who may be alone and make sure that you guys are connected and can talk and chat. But take charge of that day, be proactive, um, and really challenge yourself to make use of the downtime that we have during the pandemic. I do know that social isolation and loneliness is real. It's so real, in fact, um, that people who are socially isolated and lonely tend to have higher health issues than those who do not. Social connectedness is important. So it's a very valid, serious question. Um, And that's why we um, encourage people to take a very serious, deliberate approach for how they'll manage it. Another thing that we've seen um, during the pandemic is that rates of adoptions from SPCA have gone up for pets, um, for people who are single. I always love to throw in that if you're a pet person thinking about getting a pet during this time and you're single and living alone is a great idea. Uh, that keeps gives you company. There's always pet therapy, so to speak, emotional support, animals, and all that good stuff. So that may be a way that you decide to give back um, while also um, getting needs of intimacy met, you know, of, of connectedness and belonging and all of that good stuff, feeling needed, um, et cetera. So um, I, I don't know, Dr. Horns, if you have anything else to add, I know you have some good stuff on this too. You, you made a lot of excellent points, Dr. Wills. And the only thing that I would add is we, you know, we're all struggling with this, right? Because being away from others, you know, is not the human way. We want to be around people. We want to be connected. But being alone and safe doesn't mean because, you know, you have the video conferences and all the great ideas and tips that Dr. Wills mentioned. And so while it might look different and it might feel different, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be alone, shut in your house or apartment 
feeling lonely. I, and I just had a, um, I'm, I'm a member of an organization and we celebrated, um, like the group of us that were initiated together, we celebrated a recent anniversary and we were saying, how are we going to get together? And we have some ladies that have health challenges and you know, we were respectful of them saying they wanted to meet virtually. And so we had a virtual Zoom meeting. And I think out of the 17 of us who were in this journey together, 16 joined. But I, I promise you, if we had planned something at a restaurant, someone would have said, I can't make it because I got to drop my kids off. And so there are some, there are a few like pluses to this. And you can hop on a Zoom call wherever you are. And it makes you just to, your availability be a little bit more, even though you can't meet the way you want to. So just to think different about it because it is really hard and the sing single people I think you know going into the holidays you know we've done different things um, to make it to kind of own it like Friendsgiving instead of Thanksgiving and all this but you know holidays are typically harder times for singles and so we really are very um, glad that you asked that question and we're talking about this but I think the main thing that Dr. Will said is to get a plan and plan now and be deliberate about how you're going to take on that day and to, you know, be able to enjoy yourself despite all of the challenges that we're all going through. Mm. Oh, such great tips there. Now, what about the elderly? I know it's it's similar to the question that I just previously asked about, you know, people who are feeling lonely and isolated. But I think one uh, particularly vulnerable um, group of people in this pandemic are the elderly. So do you guys have any tips on how we can support the elderly, especially heading into the holidays where we might not be able to see like our parents or, you know, who might be living alone and, and that sort of thing? Definitely, definitely. The elderly is such an important population. We know that they're even more susceptible to um, uh, the uh, disease, to COVID. So I've got to be a lot more vigilant about um, their interactions with others. Some of the same tips apply, but I think um, more onus on others to really be thinking about how to connect with elderly in special, unique, and creative ways during the holiday season. And so making sure that um, they, you know, get some drive-by parties or, you know, get some um, sign signage in their yard about the holiday, that they have decorations, um, that you can do different things from the family sitting on the driveway and letting them sit on the porch. If, it, if weather permitting, I'm in Florida, so that is permitted right now, uh, but keeping that physical distance, but letting them come out of their homes and be able to see people. Again, pets are an option there. Calling, video chatting, prayer lines, making sure that they're getting good, good meals, special meals during that day. But we're just asking everyone to think about all the elderly in their family and making sure that they're doing special things for them. I know one of the things grandparents, you know, we talk about dating during COVID has been, you know, one thing. But grandparenting during COVID is another, like grandparents aren't able to see their children. And so I've heard of families that have set up Zooms for, you know, extended periods of time or video chats for extended periods of time. So that the baby rolling around can get a chance to kind of hear their grandmother's voice and kind of just be there in an organic way, as opposed to in sort of a planned party structured mm -hmm. way. And so they just kind of keep the keep the Zoom on for hours at a time and coo and this and that with the grandparents there. Um, and you got to be creative right now. I mean, we're in a whole new territory and a whole new whole new world. And so we as humans are charged to innovate and think about ways. Um, to um, 
to, to get our needs of social and, and met because we have those needs, as Dr. Barnes said, and as you said too, Trudy, um, but in a way that's safe and that everyone feels comfortable in doing so. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much for that. Dr. Barnes, anything to add? Um, nothing to add, but what I will say is that just in general, um, to, you know, empower the elderly in our lives to stay abreast of the facts about the pandemic and to do whatever they can do to get their immune systems or to just be sure that they're healthy and well. So it's a great time to check in around what vitamins are you taking? Are you getting out for fresh air? Are you taking your medications? You know, I know there are lots of, um, you know, ideas about going to the doctor and elderly in this age of pandemic, but just giving them the knowledge that there are safe ways that you can still keep your appointments, whether it's a virtual visit, telehealth. So just to make sure that they're, you know, staying on top of their health, because I know that a lot of people, elderly people in my practice have kind of put off, you know, going to the doctor or checking in um, because of fears around the pandemic. And so Mm -hmm. just kind of have conversations with them to make sure not only in the holidays, but we're just making sure that they're well and being their best selves. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. My mom actually falls into that category. Mom is 83. I think she is now. Um, So yeah, she's definitely feeling a bit lonely right now because she lives by herself. And then we're also trying to figure out how we support her as best as we possibly can throughout the holidays as well, because that's also, you know, going to look different. So thank you so much for that. So you both recently co-authored the book, Understanding Mental Illness, a comprehensive guide to mental health disorders for family and friends. Could you tell us a little bit more about this book? So we're really excited about our book. Um, It's a great resource, like as you mentioned in the introduction, for, you know, everyday people, Uh, you know, your aunt, your grandma. I've had so many family members that, you know, wouldn't have talked about mental health before cousins. They said, I read your book and that chapter about this or that really struck home. So we, it's very relatable. It's very digestible. The language that we use is not a lot of medical jargon. They're great kind of case vignettes um, that are examples. And we walk you really through all, not all, because we probably have another book coming, but a lot of the major mental illnesses that people will maybe encounter, depression, um, postpartum depression, schizophrenia, substance abuse, a post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a chapter talking about children, pediatric um, conditions in psychiatry, ADHD, Um, You know, a lot of the ways that anxiety and depression can manifest and look in childhood, geriatric. Um, We have a chapter on geriatric illnesses and conditions. And so dementia versus delirium, how to deal with a parent or loved one that may be facing um, depression as they age. And so how to really support them and to be um, to be have information to share with them. Amazing. Dr. Wells. Yeah, we um, uh, wanted to write a book on on the various diagnoses. Um, and, and basically, people kind of turn throw out terms like I'm depressed, I'm anxious, he's bipolar, I got PTSD, that makes me have OCD. But a lot of times people don't really know what that stuff means. Um, and so we wanted to kind of put the language out there and say, hey, this is what when we say when someone says bipolar, 
it doesn't just mean they're having a bad day or they got mad at you. Mm-hmm. It actually is a diagnosable condition and this is what it looks like. And so give people the tools um, to be able to understand some of the words that have gotten into our everyday vernacular that people kind of misuse and don't really understand. And at the end of the day, the whole reason why we did it was because we want to break down stigma. You mm-hmm. know, there's such a stigma against mental illness and even mental health. Um, and we just want to break down stigma and let people know that it's important to think about mental health. It's important to think about mental wellness. It's important to think about it in our elderly. It's important to think about it in our kids. It's important that we stop and pause and think, okay, how am I being impacted this day in this way? And have a, 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 a sense of, of, of ourselves and our own wellness um, and take charge of it. So it was really meant to empower people. Um, and uh, I heard you say in there, Dr. Barnes, there's another book. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it started the first time, right? <laughs> are you guys ready to talk about the next book or are we going to have to wait and find out about it? I think you're going to have to wait and find out about it. All right, well, we'll have to have you back on the Mind Your Body Show to talk about the next book. Well, your book sounds like an incredible resource, ladies, and I definitely will make sure that I link it in the show notes for everybody so they can check out that book. Um, I highly recommend that everybody take a look at that book, purchase that for yourself. Think of somebody you know that might be going through a difficult time, purchase that book for them. If you have caregivers in your life, I think it would be an amazing resource for caregivers as well. Um, So again, I'll make sure to link to that book in the show notes. And you can get it on barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. Perfect. Thank you for that. So I have a question and it's something that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? Well, I'm easy. I, 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 Carla knows this. I'm a meditation junkie. So I meditate for like probably 30 minutes every morning, 45 minutes. I get up in the morning and meditate. That's impressive. And so that for me is just the best way to start my day. And, um, and then I, I get, get my workouts in. And so I live with my dad, my dad, or my dad lives with me, I guess I should say. So I'm in Florida. Like I said, we have a pool. So for my body, we like to do and make sure he gets his exercise. We do aerobics. Oh, I love that. Aerobics twice a week. And then I meditate every day. So I'm constantly trying to take, do self-care and make sure but I'm staying um, as 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 together as I possibly can to go out and do in this world what I was meant to do. So what I try to do. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of meditation myself. I just find that it's just a great way to just go within, just to kind of quiet your mind. And I also find that when I meditate, it usually reveals things to me that I need in that moment that I might not otherwise know because I'm just so busy doing so many different things. So yeah, there is so and I've talked about meditation extensively on the podcast before, but there are so many different benefits to meditation. So especially if you're feeling stressed or anxious, I definitely recommend that, you know, people try that. Um, even if you're getting started, just try a guided meditation, go on YouTube and search guided meditations, and you can just get started for like, you know, five minutes, um, you know, just starting to, to really heal your body that way. Dr. Barnes, what's your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? So I'd say my answer is twofold. I I live um, near a walk, a hike and bike trail. So my walks are just instrumental. Like now, like I started out doing it, trying to lose weight, but now I just do it to just let my mind go and to just be in nature and, you know, be in a community of walkers. And so really feel connected to nature and others. And then the other thing is I love music and to dance. So I put on the Cupid Shuffle, the Wobble, and when yes. I'm done with my walk, I dance. 
Awesome. I'm going to listen to the wobble after this. Right. <laughs> but I knew you liked that song. I would have played that when you came on the podcast. Oh, okay. Next time. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you, you mentioned hiking and walking and, you know, similar to your experience, Dr. Barnes, I have a really close friend of mine and she also wanted to lose weight. So she started taking up like hiking and walking and she never thought she would really like it, but she enjoys it so much now. And that's, you know, her time for herself. She's got four kids. Um, so she's a busy lady. So that's, you know, kind of became her time for herself as well. So yeah, there's so many benefits to getting out into nature. It's not just about exercising. It's just about, you know, that connectedness that you, you feel in nature as well. And, and so many different studies, um, you know, with the effects of nature on stress relief and, and all of that. So, oh, I love that. That's great. So if someone is interested in learning more about you both and the work that you do, where can people find you? So um, we are at www.healthymindmds.com, www.h-e-a-l-t-h-y-m-i-n-d-m-d-s.com. And then on Instagram, I'm at Dr. Wills, D-O-C-T-O-R-W-I-L-L-S. And I am on Instagram at Dr. Carlin B, C-A-R-L-I-N B, as in boy, and Dr. D-R. And so that's at Dr. Carlin B. And we also blog monthly on Psychology Today. And um, I have a private practice in Houston, Texas. And my private practice has a website, drcarlindbarnes.org. Amazing. And I'll make sure to link to all of that in the show notes. So all of you guys can, uh, you know, connect with Dr. Burns and Dr. Wills and just keep up with the amazing work that they're doing to heal, you know, and help people develop these healthy minds. So Dr. Burns and Dr. Wills, thank you so much for joining us on the Mind Your Body show today. Again, I was so looking forward to interviewing you both. You definitely did not disappoint. Uh, You delivered. You gave us so many different tips and strategies that we can use to help to enhance our mental health during the pandemic, as we head into the holidays and beyond. So thank you so much to you both for making the time to come on the podcast today um, to teach us how to, again, to enhance our mental health. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Jody. Thank you. Thanks, Happy ladies. Holidays. Same Happy to holidays. you. Same to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.